Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. I hope that you're doing good today because I'm doing well. My fast ended yesterday on the 25th. I'm so excited today because God has given me a word to give to you about the first rain. That's what the title of the message is going to be, the first rain. Boy, I'm so excited to talk about God today, to talk about his love and his compassion, his mercy and his grace. I hope that you are ready to receive God and his word because what we're going to find out, we're going to find out that God, all he needs is one person to believe. God doesn't need a multitude. He doesn't need. All he needs is one person willing to surrender all to him and be used by him. And I believe today I'm going to speak to that one person about the goodness of God and his grace and mercy and his kindness and all his love and all of his greatness. Boy, I hope that you're excited because I'm so excited to talk about the goodness of God. Let me tell you something. Do not ever give up on God because he will not never give up on you. Even I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care what they say, what they do. But you know how we do it. I got to say it. Whatever is on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Boy, I'm on fire for the Lord because I love him. I woke up this morning just meditating on him. Wanting to say, I love you, God. Getting out, up out the bed, wanting to praise him. God, I just want to praise you. I want to thank you. When he wakes you up, it just gives you life for the day. Cherish it because it means something. Because God, all he needs is one person. You know, in America right now, we're dealing with uh, a new president, a new uh, lady vice president of color. I'm talking about we got a whole bunch of things going on. But let me tell you something. In 2021, God is good. God is good. God is on the throne. God is in control. God knows what he's doing. COVID didn't surprise God. Because we're going to find out that it didn't surprise God. Because when I get ready to talk about what I'm getting ready to talk about, the first rain, I'm reading from the New King James Version today. I'll be talking about Genesis chapter 6. I'm going to be talking about Noah and how he was that one man. God only need one man. Because that one man, he has the ability to speak to the people that God wants him to speak to. And understand this. This one man is going to convince his family to believe in something that has never occurred on the face of the earth. Rain. First rain. God, all he needs is one person to have confidence in him. And believe in him and trust him that he can't do it. God can't do it. So I'm so excited today. You don't understand. I'm talking about, you know, because, you know, God's been just showing me great things through the fast. You know, some days were hard because, you know, I wanted things to be a certain way. But it didn't happen. But that's fine. But God was good to me in the fast. I'm still believing in Jesus' name that I'm not going to take his name and use it in vain. I'm going to use the will that he gave us. He gave us his power of attorney. He said, hey, you can use my name in authority and my father would do it. Whatever you ask in my name, he will do it for you. So today, guess what I'm going to do? 
I'm going to use his name. Jesus has authority in his name. Don't ever think his name doesn't have authority. Just because the world used it in vain. You don't have to. Like I told you, I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. This is what I'm saying. Holy Spirit, would you be my guide? Would you be my, would you be my lead? Would you just instruct me? Would you tell me the things that God has for me? Tell me what I need to do. I need your help. He's here. Jesus in heaven. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. He gave us a comforter. Somebody right side by side. But if you don't say anything to him, guess what? He can't move for you. I'm so excited because I'm going to be talking about this man. This one person. Understand this. God, all he needs is one person who has the confidence to believe in him and trust him. Boy, do I trust him. I love him. Let me tell you something. I don't care how bad it gets. I done had some bad days. It's still going to have some bad days. But I know that this God that I'm talking about loves me. And he's going to be with me on them bad days. Just as he's with me on them good days. He's going to be there for me. He said, Danny, I'm going to be with you in the fire and the flood. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to let you be an orphan. I'm going to be right there. Guess what? He was right there when my mother passed. He was right there when my son passed. He's been right there all the time. When it just seemed like it wasn't going to work out. He was there. In the midst of it with me. He was holding me up. He was my support. So this is the God I'm talking about today. Boy, I hope that you're excited because I got a word for you today. I got a word from God today. We're going to talk about Noah because God, all he needs is one man. And remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And you're not alone. But, you know, one of the things that I started in 2020, I started thanking the people who listen to the podcast. So guess what? We're going to do like we do because we're a family. And... 2021. I want to thank the people of Illinois who listen to the podcast. I want to thank the people of New York, the people in Pennsylvania, the people in Wisconsin, the people in North and South Carolina. I thank you. I thank the people in the country of Canada. I thank the people in the country of Spain, the people in the country of Belgium, the people in Russia, the people in Iran, the people in the United Kingdom. I thank God for you. I'm glad that we found you. And see, I love it because guess what? I'm in Chicago. But guess what? This word is going all around the world. And I want to let you know that when you hear, understand this. This is where it's going. In other words, it's just not staying in one place. God is using it. You know, he's using us. In other words, we're drawn together. One of the things that I'm getting ready to do, uh, I think it's going to happen in February. God, through my fast, God laid on my heart the important of remembering the poor. As I was reading, I did a podcast about Cornelius. First of all, in this, in the in, in Acts chapter 10, when it talks about him, it says that he does two things regularly. He prays and he gave to the poor. And it said that all the things that he did came up as a memorial to him. See what I'm saying? And then when I was on my knees reading the book of Galatians and when Paul declares when he goes to up to Jerusalem and he's hanging out with Caiaphas, which is Peter, and he's hanging out with uh, James, 
Jesus' brother, that he gets confirmation that it's all right to be with the Gentiles and they don't have to be circumcised. But the one thing that they promised him was to remember the poor. And God put in my spirit, Danny, you got to do something for the poor. And so what I'm getting ready to do, and with my friend in his church, I'm ordering a set of gloves, hats, and scarves. And we're going to go to the homeless site. And we're going to give it to the people because it's cold outside. We're going to remember the homeless. And, and, and my friend, his church is going to make tamales to give people food. But not only are they going to get that, we're going to give them something tangible and something to eat. But we're going to give them the word of God, just like Paul did in Acts chapter 16 when he spoke to the Philippian jailer and his whole family was saved. So we're going to encourage the poor. And it's just not going to be a one-time thing. This is going to be a whole thing through the ministry that I'm going to purposely look for something to do for the poor. I'm going to do it for the rest of my life. That's the mandate that God has given me. Remember the poor. I'm not going to forget about the poor. I'm going to remember the poor. Jesus said, you're going to have the poor with you always. I'm asking God to give me the cracked vessels. Give me the broken, the downcasted people. I'm so excited today. We're going to talk about God. We're going to talk about God because God got feelings. He got emotions. He's, he, he feels like we feel. We're made in his image. So if you think that you can cry, don't you think God can cry? We look in John and it says that Jesus wept at Lazarus' gravesite. But we're going to find out that God has feelings and emotions and he cares but before we before we do anything like I said whatever's on your heart man it's on God's heart man you know we open up in prayer I've been reading from the New King James Version I know y'all say Danny you're always switching up with these Bibles because guess what because sometimes I just feel like I want you to see it I tell because I feel like it's going to speak to us today through the New King James Version and tomorrow it might be the NIV or it might be the Amplified Bible it might be you know it could be anything, but God is going to use his word to do what it has to do. So let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, Father, I just cry out to you today, Father. I cry, Father, for the poor. I cry, Father, for the widow. Father, I cry for all those who are downtrodden, Father, all those who are beat down and oppressed, Father. I cry, Father, for the persecuted church, Father, because there are some people who can't say Jesus. They want to say it, they want to tell somebody I love Jesus, but they're afraid because their life will be wiped out or their family life will be wiped out. Father, I just pray, Father, that your word would penetrate somebody's heart and mind. When I say penetrate somebody, I'm talking about the persecutors. I'm talking about the ones who are doing it. Father, that you would make them say, hey, I can't do this no more because I believe in Jesus myself. Let the light so shine, Father. Let them, let people see them so that they can glorify you. Father, I'm so proud of you. I love you, God. I just want to pray for your people, Father. All the people who are struggling in COVID, Father. The people who don't have jobs, who don't know what to do with their children, Father. 
who don't know what to do in their relationships. Father, I ask you, Father, that you would bless them, that you would be with them, Father, that you would walk with them, that you would talk with them, that you would not leave them alone, Father. Please bless them, Father. Please do it for me. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm pumped up, y'all. I'm on fire. I'm ready to talk about this God that I love and how he has feelings and how things, he gets sorrow. He gets grief in the heart. He feels the things that I feel at times. This is why I love him. Let me tell you something. He'll beat with you in all kinds of things. You know, he was with me when my mother passed. He was with me when my son passed. He was with me with all the bad things that, that going on. Because he said, I'll never leave you, Dad. I'll be with you in the fire and the flood and the storm. I'll bring you through. I'll bring you through. And he brought me through. With his, guess what? With his right hand. With his mighty right hand. God is powerful. So I hope that you're ready. We're going to talk about Noah. It says, Noah appears in Genesis in chapter 5, verses 29, as the son of Lamech and the ninth descendant from Adam. You know, he represents the petitioners who, because of his blameless piety, was chosen by God to pre-populate the human race after the wickedness that was on the earth. See, God only needs one person. And guess what? And he's going to find that one person. Let me tell you something. There's two days that has shook all hell. That has shook Satan to the core. And this is one of the days when the rain came and the flood came. Because the people didn't even understand what God was going to do. They never saw rain. Could you imagine being the first rain? You don't know what's going on. I'm talking about, I'm saying to you, hey, Mike, John is going to rain. Mary's going to rain. What is Danny talking about, man? He's gone crazy. This is what the world is saying about Noah. But Noah is one man. But what God is going to do, he's going to use this one man. His family will believe in him and they will follow him because he's such an honorable man. He's such a committed man to God that he does all that God asks him to do. He's this kind of man. He loves God. Boy, I hope that you're excited because I'm excited. I'll be reading for the New King James Version. Let's just dive in. Let's just start talking about God because I want you to see that. Our God got feelings. He had emotions. He know what it hurt, feel like to hurt. Now it came to pass. When men began to multiply on the face of the earth. And daughters were born to them. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men. And that they were beautiful. And they took for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said. My spirit should not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his day should be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterwards, 
when the son of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were old men of renown. See, I, I, I want you to show you something because I'm going to share this with you because, you know, uh, you know, like I told you, two days that God used shook all hell, shook the devil, all the fallen angels. And he's going to use it. There's a number right here on the day of Pentecost. How many believers was in the upper room? It was 120. As you see that as we was reading, it says this in verse 3. It says, And the Lord said, My spirit should not strive with men forever, for he is indeed flesh, and yet his days should be 120 years. So what's going to happen in the New Testament, just as men should only be 120, this is what God is saying at this time, but on the day of Pentecost, it's going to be 120 people in the upper room and the Holy Ghost is going to fall on them. And they're going to reshape the whole world. Just like Noah's getting ready to pre-populate the whole earth. And so, you know, like, I want to talk about this too so you can see it. The sons of God identified elsewhere almost exclusively as angels. You can look in Job in chapter 1, verse 6, and Job chapter 2, verse 1, and Job chapter 38, verse 7. You can, you can verify it. Saul and took wives of the human race. They produced an unnatural union, which violated God's ordained order of the human marriage and procreation. In Genesis 2.24, some have argued that the sons of God were the sons of Seth, who cohabitated with the daughters of Cain. Others suggest that they were perhaps human kings wanting to build a harem, but the passage put a strong emphasis on the angelic versus the human contrast. So I want you to see that. I want you to know. So we're talking about fallen angels. They're taking, you know, women and marrying them and creating, you know, just an out-of-order thing. And so this is, this, is, this is messing with God. Uh, but I want you to notice, God is not surprised that these things are going to happen. He knows these things are going to happen. And God knew he has to do something about it. He knew he was going to do something with men before men fell. And this is what the Lord, the Lord does. I want you to see it because if you, if you don't see it, you'll miss it. Remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. You're not alone. Please send in your prayer request. I'd love to pray with you. Just wanted to share that with you. And this is what happened. The Lord saw the wickedness of men was great in the earth and that every intent of thought of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made men on the earth. And he was grieved in his heart. Can you see that? You think your God don't have feelings? You think your God don't love you? You think that he don't get sorry? It says it. See, he was sorry that he made men. It grieved his heart. You see all this going on. I want you to understand the reason why. Why it grieved him. Sin is sorrow. God who is holy and without blemish, he can't look upon sin. This is why Jesus come to the earth to take on all the sins of man on him to redeem us. Because God couldn't have true fellowship with us that way. So Jesus takes all the sins of the world, put it on his back, 
so that God can have children everywhere. Understand this. God loves it. Loves you. Loves me. He has a plan. You know, I just want to share this with you too. With my fast. You know, God just shared some things with me. And I want to tell you one of the things that You're, you're Not Alone uh, podcast is getting ready to do. This is one of the things that we're getting ready to do. Uh, I did a podcast on Cornelius, the first Gentile believer. There was two things that he did that showed God something. He was a man of prayer. Man out of prayer, not faint. But also, he gave to the poor. And he did things for the Jewish people. And this is what it says. It says that his alms that he had been doing for the poor came up before God. And I remember, I remember saying this, that, you know, I want you to get these two things. Be a person of prayer and remember the poor. And so in my 21-day fast, I began to read the Bible on my knees because I've done reading the Bible through. So, so far I read First and Second Corinthians. I read Ephesians, Philippians, Galatians. Uh, I read Colossians. I read the book of Jonah and also read, just, just read one thing in Chronicles uh, about Jehoshaphat when he fasted. And God, that was the end of my fast. The Holy Spirit led me to read that. But when I was reading the book of Galatians on my knees, one of the things that stood out, it, it, it lined up with Acts chapter 10. Paul makes this statement in Galatians. He says this, that when he went up to Jerusalem to meet with Caiaphas, which is Peter and James, who is the brother of Christ, that he talked about the uncircumcised being inducted to the family by the Spirit. They were fine with that. The only thing that they instructed him to do in his ministry was to remember the poor. And so the Lord has laid on my heart to buy gloves, hats, and scarves and give out to the poor. My friend, who's a pastor, me and him, we're going to get together. His church is going to cook to Molly's. And we're going to go to the open tent areas in Chicago where the homeless is. And we're going to give them gloves, hats, and scarves. Because God has laid on my heart that this ministry that I'm giving you, that it's mandatory for you to remember the poor. Jesus said we will have the poor with us always. So I just wanted to share that with you. Now I'm just to get back into this thing about how God has feelings and emotions. We see that, you know, we're going to look at it again so we can see like this. The Lord saw, this is verse 5. The Lord saw the wickedness of men was great on the earth and that every intent of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth. And he was grieved in his heart so that the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them. But check this out. God is looking for one person. If you don't understand the points of just one person believing God, and, and this is what it says, but Noah, this is, this is verse 8, but Noah 
found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Did you hear that? That one person, God said, I just can't do it all. I got to keep him because he believes in me and he's living for me in a wicked world, which is full of sin. Remember I told you, God is holy without blemish, that he can't stand and look on sin. It said that Noah found grace. At least one believed that Noah was spared because of God's work alone. God makes it clear that Noah was a man who believed in God as the creator and the sovereign and the only saver from sin. He found grace for himself because he humbled himself and sought it. Do you know what that means? Praying man. Won't you see he's a praying man? And he believing in God when all hell is going on around him. And so Noah, please God. So don't ever think that you're so insignificant that you don't matter. Because all God needs is one person to believe. In verse 9 it says this. This is the genealogical of Noah. Noah was just, was a just man. Perfect in generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jephthah. Understand this. This is the first triplets that you're going to see in the Bible. Because it says he got them in one year. So that means it was triplets. The earth also was corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth and indeed it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Just seeing it. God couldn't even look at it. God is sorry. He's greeting his heart. But he got Noah. And guess what? This is what God does. So you'll know that he has, a, he, has a, he has a way of doing things. And check this out. In verse 13. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is full of violence. Through men, and behold, I will destroy them with water. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make room in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you should make it. The length of the ark should be 300 cubic, its width 50 cubic, its height 30 cubic. You should make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it to a cubit from above. And set the door of the ark in its side. You should make it with lower, second, and third decks. And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy it from under the heavens. All flesh, which is breath of life, everything that is on the earth should die. But I will establish my covenant with you. And you shall go into the ark. You, your sons, your wives, and your sons, wives with you, and every living thing, all flesh, shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female of the birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, 
every creeping thing on the earth, its kind, two of every kind, will come to you to keep them alive. And you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you should gather it to yourself, and it should be food for you, for them. Thus Noah did according to what God commanded him. So he did. Obedience is better than sacrifice. God tells him what to do. He does it. And did you see this? He said, they will follow you. In other words, that meant God has to speak to all the creatures and all the things because he didn't have to go look for them. He didn't have to go search for them. God said they would come. They would come. God is in control, y'all. I want you to know that. Whatever's on your heart matters on God's heart mind. God loves you. And like I said, we're going to talk about this great flood that God is getting ready to do. So now what we're getting ready to do now, we just roll into Genesis chapter 7. And we're going to talk about the great flood, the first rain. The Lord saw Noah come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me. In this generation, you shall take with you seven each of every clean animal, male and female, to each of animals that are unclean, a male and his female, also seven each of the birds of the air, male and female, to keep the species alive on the face of all the earth. For after seven more days, I will cause it to rain on the earth. See now, you see, you see what God does. You know, let me tell you something. It says seven. He gonna give seven days. You know, that's when the day of the Lord is rested. In other words, so God has been—he's been symbolic with, with these. And understand, numbers are very important in the Bible. In other words, we're gonna come up when it's gonna say like forty days, and forty represents trials. In other words, it represents you know, the, the earth is getting ready to go through something. And understand this: God is speaking to to Noah what He's getting ready to do. Understand this, all the fallen angels, all other people, they looking at this stuff that he's doing and they thinking that he's out of his mind. But he's not out of his mind. He's just believing and trusting in what God's telling him. And so it says this. Let's go here. For at the seven more days, this is verse four. Uh, like I said, Genesis chapter seven. For at the seven more days, I will cause it to rain on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. And I will destroy from the face of the earth all living things that I have made. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood waters were on the earth. So Noah with his sons, his wife, and his son's wives went into the ark because of the water of the flood. Of clean animals, of animals that were unclean, and birds, everything that creepeth on the earth. Two by two went into the ark, Noah, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days. God is true to his word. If he says it's going to happen in your life, receive it. If he says it's going to happen to your life, receive it. He told Noah seven days and seven days came. He didn't make it eight days. He didn't make it nine days. He didn't make it six days. He said on the seventh day, it's going to rain. That's what he said. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the waters of the floods were on the earth. In the 600 year of Noah's life, 
in the second month, the seventh month, day of the month, on that day, all the fountains of the great deep were broken upon, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. On the very same day, Noah, son, Sham, Ham, and Jephthah, like I said, triplets, I'm talking about, you know, God, you know, God gave him workmanship. He gave him, because they had to help their father build this ark. Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. They and every beast after its kind, all cattle after their kind, every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth after its kind, every bird after its kind, every bird of every sort, and they went into the ark. Noah, two by two, of all the flesh in which the breath of life, so those that entered male and female of all flesh went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Now the flood was on the earth for 40 days. The water increased and lifted up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and greatly increased of the earth, and the ark moved about the surface of the water. And the water prevailed exceedingly on the earth. See what God doing. And all the high hills under the whole heavens were covered. The waters prevailed 15 cubits upwards, and the mountains was covered. And all flesh that, that moved on the earth, bird, cattle, beasts, and every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth, and every man, all in whose nostrils was breath, the spirit of life. All that was on the dry land died. He destroyed all living things which were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping things, birds, the air. They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who served, who were with him in the ark remained alive and the waters prevailed on the earth. One hundred and 50 days. Don't you understand? God had a plan. God has a plan. God has a plan. I just thank and praise you. Praise you, Father, for what you're doing. And I'm going to close. I want to thank you for listening to me. I want to let you know that God has a plan. All you need is one person. Let's close in prayer. Oh, precious Father, name your son, Jesus Christ. I just thank you for the day. You are so wonderful and you're greatly to be praised. I pray for your people, Father. I pray this word would enrich them. In Jesus' name, amen. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye-bye.